0: Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Dr. Monica Perez Oike. Hello.
1: Hi, good evening. How are you?
0: Very good. Thanks for joining us once again. So, tell us about the new recommendations that's around the HPV.
1: Yes, yeah, so the HPV vaccine, well, as we know, um HPV is a virus that is responsible for over 90% of cervical cancers, and thankfully there is a vaccine that can be Mm Discussion and that could help reduce your chances of getting that. And the vaccine is quite effective because it does protect not just for cervical cancer, but those high-risk HPV DNAs that um, variants that could be there for, like even like uh, vulva cancer or vaginal cancer. So it's recommended. So the new guidelines, and that's just due to loads of research. Because as we know, everything in medicine, they're always researching. And um, we started giving the vaccine to both boys and girls in Ireland only a couple of years ago. And in other countries like the UK and I think Sweden as well, they've been giving them for years. Mm. So they have a lot of data and it has shown that the HPV vaccine has been very effective in reducing the incidence of cervical cancer. And then it also shows that one vaccine is actually, one dose of the vaccine is recommended, is effective, as effective as two doses. It's given from about the age of nine to 24. So that's what is um, the new recommendations now.
0: So obviously they, they do give the HPV vaccine in schools, but it is open to older people as well getting it as well, right? Oh, yes.
1: Yes. So you can actually get the vaccine up until the age of 45 and there's still going to be uh, some level of protection, but it's most effective before um, um, being sexually active. That is why it is encouraged to give it to school kids in the first year of school, and they give it to both the boys and the girls now.
0: Is there other ways of protecting yourself against HPV?
1: (sighs) Well, I suppose um, there are different ways, um, because... HPV is uh, basically um, an Mm -hmm. STI, and it is by skin-to-skin contact. So your condom can protect you to a certain extent, but it's not 100% effective. They do recommend, I suppose, it is advised to reduce your amount of of sexual partners. That being said, now, just because you've had multiple partners doesn't mean you will automatically get HPV, and also doesn't mean that just because you had just one partner you, uh, you're not going to get HPV. So it, that's why I suppose the most important thing is to um, get the vaccine um, around the age that it's recommended and also things like smoking as well. Smoking uh, can increase your chance of not clearing the virus when you do contract it because our bodies can actually clear it itself okay. and also having a good immune system, things that can improve your immune system like vitamin D. So all those are recommended.
0: So for females, if they go for a smear, is this what they're testing for? Is this what they're looking for?
1: Absolutely. So we all know about the scandal and now things. So Mm -hmm. the good thing from that is that a lot of changes were made and one of the changes is in the way things are tested for now. So before, when you went to go get your cervical screening, we did the same process. So it's the same process where we use the cervical brush and take a sample of cells, put it in the tube, and we send it to the lab. What did you test for before? Was that they just go ahead and test to see your cells if they were abnormal, but now lots of research has shown that because HPV is responsible for over 90% of the cervical cancers, people can actually have HPV for about two to three years or even five years before it becomes abnormal cells. And then if you think about the, the gap between the cervical screenings, where uh, there are five years in between, so let's say they, they had not tested for the HPV, they just tested for the cells, which was abnormal, uh, or which uh, which could have been normal then, and then you go come back in five years' time, and then, God forbid, cervical cancer. So what they're now doing now, they've taken, they've taken a step back now everybody gets, over every woman gets, like a HPV testing. So then it tests for the HPV virus, and if that's negative, that's fine. You go on your merry way. If that's positive, then they go ahead and test for the cells to see if it's abnormal, and then the guidelines will change from there.
0: And you mentioned that it is an STI. What is the most common STI in Ireland? Do we know?
1: <laughs> oh, geez. At the moment, I think it's actually uh, chlamydia.
0: Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, chlamydia is very very common and it can be treated but then again the uh, thing with STIs some of them don't have symptoms and mm. uh, uh, so most people can have it and they won't even realize like with chlamydia if you're symptomatic you might be having burning when you're pain, you might be having an abnormal discharge but then in some cases you have nothing at all And then it only picked up when maybe you're tested and would you believe testing for chlamydia is so easy it's a urine sample like a simple urine sample we test for chlamydia so uh, that's why I recommend that like um, and even guidelines recommend that to get regular STI testing even if you are in a uh, relationship with someone for so long if you have one partner for over a year you should still get your yearly STI screening and also to get uh, if you're starting a new relationship you should get that as well and if you have multiple partners, maybe every three to six months, you should get tested as well. And um, then, like I said, it, it can be cured, but the consequences of if chlamydia is not cured and it's delayed dormant in you, mm-hmm. it, uh, you could not only transmit it to other people, but in terms of some women, it could affect their fertility and lead to like pelvic inflammatory disease.
0: Where is the best place to get an STI screening?
1: You can actually get it in most places now. We know the HSE now offer like free home testing, which is brilliant for loads of people. So from the age of 17, you can log on and also register. Is the sh24.ie? I think that's the website, and you get a free testing kit that tests for chlamydia, gonorrhoea, syphilis. I think. I think there's one more, um, and you and you send it off and you get your results there. You can also get tested at your GPs as well. There are sexual health clinics all around that you can get testing for. So there's so many places you can get testing for. So there should be no excuse for not having an STI testing if you are sexually active.
0: Absolutely. Do a bit of a Google and you'll soon find somewhere close to you that you can go in and and get it checked. Absolutely. Yeah, it's better to be safe than sorry, as they say. Definitely. You also put a lot of information up on your TikTok, don't you?
1: I do, yes. Um, it's one of my passion projects, my TikTok. So, <laughs> my, <laughs> I just enjoy it because I find it um, useful to. I think it's useful to any people anyway because I've gotten feedback from it. So, my TikTok is Doctor Blondie Perez, mm-hmm. and I have loads of information on sexual health, women's health, men's health. Whatever you could think of, it's there. And also some funny bits about my dog and myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you got to include the dog, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Monica, thank you very much for chatting to us.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.